Hello, and welcome to season two of Misadventures in my quest for gainful employment. I'm your host, Janelle, and I am delighted to offer you, back by popular demand, a very special co-host, the lovely and always talented Miss Debbie Marie. Miss Debbie Marie, would you like to greet our listeners? Hey, listeners. Good evening. The theme for this podcast is I Quit. In this podcast, we'll be sharing memorable tales of quitting crappy jobs. We will start with Miss Debbie Marie sharing a tale of when she worked at the t-shirt silk screening factory. Tell me more, Debbie. Uh, well, when I was young, my friend and I, in the summer, for a summer job, we got a job at Collegiate Pacific. And that was a t-shirt making company in, in Ames, Iowa. And they made t-shirts. I was the silk screener. This was back in the day when you didn't really have air conditioning in factories. And I don't know if you do everywhere now either. I don't know. I think that that's actually a selling point for the modern factory is it's it temperature controlled. Yeah, I think yeah. that would be a definite plus. I think, honestly, there's a, a factory in Ames called Danfoss, and I think that's one of their selling points. I'll have to confirm, fact check that before I put this in the podcast, but I think that's one of their selling points. That they have air conditioning? That, that they're just temperature controlled. But this place was not. And okay. they had large ovens because I didn't know this, but after you silk screen a t-shirt, you have to bake it on. That's the way they used to do it. And my friend, and she was also my roommate. We were in college Mm -hmm. And um, this was our summer job, but we just both happened to get a job. And you could get a job then in a day. Like you would go in and they would talk to you for a little while, interview you. And then they would be, can you start today? Oh my gosh. I know. That's how it was. You would just fill out an application right there. And then you would just start that day. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. So with no physicals or no drug checks or nothing. <laughs> <laughs> if only they had done that. I know. We wouldn't have gotten the job. <laughs> anyway, we worked there, oh, probably about a month. And it was really hot. And my friend had to take these t-shirts out of the oven. And I was right beside the ovens, silk screening. Describe how miserably hot it was so we can really paint the picture for our listeners. Well, you know what Iowa summer days are like. And then imagine you're standing right beside a huge oven and all the doors would be open. They would just have everything open, like these big garage doors, like where the so warehouse was and everything. It was only on one side. So it just depends on okay. what direction. Yeah. The wind was coming from. Okay. So it was very hot and you had to wear jeans so you couldn't wear shorts or anything. That really puts a damper on your style. It Deb. does on mine because I always only wear shorts yes. in the summer. Yeah. One day we just both decided after lunch, we looked at each other and, and we knew. had just had enough, you know. And so we just walked out the door. We just both looked at each other and just decided we were just done. And we just walked out the door. And that was the last time we were in there. See, I love that story. Like, I almost feel like it's from, you can see that scene in a movie. You're walking away, like, 
you almost could see it from inside the factory with the open door and you, you, you two and your friendship just walking you know, into the sunset away from this horrible job. But I mean, what'd you do for money after that? I mean, how'd you pay rent? You know, that's the craziest part. We lived in an apartment and our rent was $160 a month and we had four people that lived there. So our rent was $40 a month each. So it was not an issue. No. Oh my gosh. That was like 19... 80 maybe okay. or 79. Yeah, all right. That's a yes, thing. it was. Living was easy. Okay, well, I'm going to share my story because okay. it's a pretty great story. Have I told you the story, Deb? I think you have. Okay, so I'd like to share with my listeners that I went to the University of Iowa in Iowa City. Oh, yes, you have <laughs> shared this one. Right, so it's, it's one of my favorites. It's a great story, and I really wanted to find an outlet it's to legendary. share it. Really? It actually ended up being legendary because it came back around 10 years after the fact. Here's kind of the deal. My junior year, (laughs) I worked three jobs. And you were industrial. Yeah. So what did I, but they were all good jobs. Like I had a job doing math research at the university um, because I had done math research the summer before. And so I I got a job doing math research. That was great. Wow. That's a good job. Yeah. And then um, I was a noon model for the art department. Oh, yes. That goes hand in hand. Which I have hilarious stories about that as well. Just many, many hilarious. But you didn't quit that one. That was a great job. I didn't quit that job. That's the job you want to keep. That is a job you want to keep getting paid to take a nap naked under a heat lamp. I mean, it was great. Paradise. Paradise. And then, you know, but at one point, um, I remember just like not having quite enough money and just being like hungry. And there was this, you know, on college, they kind of prey on college students to credit card companies. So they had this thing that said, sign up for a credit card. And you'll get a free pita from the pita pit. No. Yeah. What an incentive. I know. know. So I, but I knew, (laughs) I knew it was a scam because I didn't want a credit card. You don't want a pita. Oh, you did want the pita. I wanted the pita. You didn't want the credit card. But I didn't want the credit card. So I remember I, I inverted my social security number on the application. So it wouldn't get, so it wouldn't pass through. But then I got this little, like, I got this little, like, coupon to get a free pita from the pita pit. You scammed them. I'd never eaten a pita from the pita. I mean, I was so poor in college. If sophomore year was a really hard year of not having enough food. That's terrible. And that's why junior year, I really decided I was just going to work and have plenty of food. And that's why I got a job in food service. So I go in the pita pit. I eat my first pita. (laughs) My first pita. It was unlike, it was so satisfying and and also i was a vegan at the time that's another thing so what kind of pita did you have falafel oh you can get doesn't have any meat on it no falafel is completely vegan oh yeah so i got a falafel pita with extra hummus tons of veggies pineapple you know and it was like truly satisfying i have never had a pita from the pita pit okay so i go every time i go to des moines and when we get facials we will have to get pitas yeah because even if you're on keto you can eat at the pita pit okay because they have bowls where they'll put a salad instead of the pita and they'll put all the toppings on and it's amazing (sighs) yes so and maybe we'll see jamari Shout out, shout out to Jamari at the Pita Pit in Des Moines on Merle Hay Road. I eat this pita and I'm in heaven. And pitas are big. Like even just the bread of a pita is like 350 calories because they're huge. Wow. So I mean, you, it is satisfying. <laughs> and I ate this pita and I was like, I have to eat this every single day for the rest of my life. And if, and I'm so bummed because there used to be a pita pit in Ames. And it, I know. And I was, it's like pita pit is like, a, it's like a subway, but it doesn't suck. This okay. is the way subway does. It's like, I can't believe there's a subway in Ames, but not a pita pit. It really I bumps know. me out. So, like, 
I was like, I want to eat a pita every single day for the rest of my life. And if I could, I would. I would. <laughs> I mean, so, you know, that's partly why I want to move to Des Moines. Because so I, I just the, want to so get closer to the, to, the pita so to the pita pit. So, I mean, I, and I'm the kind of girl that when I want something, she I it. go for it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And so I don't know what I did. But it kind of was your situation. No, I mean, not like that. Deb, stop it. Like, what I'm saying is I just walked up and said, can I talk to the manager? That's my approach. Oh, at Peter Pitt. Peter Pitt. I just went up and said, can I talk to the manager? Who's I'm like, who's the manager? And I'm like, oh, his name's Todd. And I don't feel like that's too revealing. Although I'm pretty sure he still owns a Peter Pitt in Iowa City. And I'm not going to give his last name because I heard saying Karen Polpeka wasn't very polite. So I'll just say Todd. <laughs> but... um. So, yeah, and so I, he was just super cool, you know, and, you know, he's kind of a cool guy. Like, Iowa City attracts artists and musicians and oh, cool yeah. people. So I think he, like, had a recording studio, and the Peter Pit thing was his way to make money, but it wasn't, like, his whole life, and he was a cool guy. And she's like, yeah, sure, I'll give you a job. And then I remember he told me, he's like, if you have any friends who want to work, who need a job, he's like, send them my way because I like hiring you know, Young friends. College girls. I'm not. I don't really think he was a predator. Okay. No, I don't. Okay. I mean, who else is he going to employ but college students in right. college town? Yeah. I'm. I want to very make that very clear. I don't. I never felt that way about him. Okay. Good. Um. But he said to me like, "Hey, you know, if you have any friends, you know, send them my way. You know, I can give him a job. He's like, I like to hire. I want good chemistry on our crew. I want everyone to enjoy each other. You know. And so I had this. She to me, she was my best friend, but she actually her roommate. She had a roommate who was her best friend. So I was kind of second, but she was a really good, she's a good friend. My really good friend. I also got a job at the Pita Pit. Okay. And so, I mean, it was just a great job. And like, you know, I, and I was sitting, there's this huge bar scene, you know? Oh yeah. But the bars close at two and all the drunk people need to eat. They're hungry. And, and they have no, it's still open. Pita Pit stays open until five. No way. So, I mean, we are prepared for that bar rush. There's this huge bonding thing. Cause we're all together making these pitas and it was kind of cool. Next door was this bar named Joe's. And we would do these trades where we'd give them pitas and they'd give us beer. <laughs> oh, wow. You know, and so we always had like unlimited beer. I remember I remember this one time. It sounds like a great It was time. great. And I remember I, I was wearing these red Converse All-Stars. That's what I wore um, junior year. And I remember this one time, a giant jug of like oil spell, spilled on the floor. I mean, there's accidents in food yeah. service. But I remember like we tried mopping it up, but like we couldn't do it. So then what we just did, and we could blast music, Ooh. skated. Like we just skated on it. Like we're making pitas. We're like skating across and like getting the tzatziki sauce and then skating back and, you know, getting more pitas. I just remember like in all of the chaos, we just had a blast at the pita pit and it was a great job why would anyone quit that and that's job the thing. i would never quit except well oh yes i cut my hair i told you about that right oh i don't know well you i'm just I, i'm just gonna i'm just let it bear all okay so I, all. I cut my hair you did <laughs> okay i without going into all the details like for whatever reason i mean college students are generally like attractive young healthy people and people you know the yeah. pita is a healthy place and you know i had this huge crush on a guy at the pita i called him pita chris i just had this huge crush on him he and he sounds hot he was so hot and i think it was the first time the first day i worked he invited me to a party at his house and i remember i was just so nervous i didn't go and then i felt like he, then he never invited me to another party like i wasn't cool and he and his house was only two blocks away from my house like it was in walking distance and you know, and it was, I just had this huge crush on this guy. And you didn't go to his party? I was, 
I was nervous. Okay. Oh, you know, I'm a nervous. Girl. I was not an awkward, nervous girl. You know? Not anymore. Well, okay. Aside from the nude modeling, like I was awkward and nervous around the opposite sex. Okay. So anyways, once you're short, I get this really short haircut. Like I was just impulsively cut my hair into like a crop. You cut it yourself? No, I actually don't remember who cut it or okay. how that happened. But um, this girl who worked at the pita pit, who I didn't know was a lesbian, came out as a lesbian and then told me she had a huge crush on me. And for whatever reason, I later learned it was because I cut my hair that that gave her this thought like, oh, Janelle must be gay too. I'm going to hit on her. I don't really, I, I don't want this to sound in any way offensive to anyone who's gay. I'm saying like, I later found out from a right. friend that that's what she's like. I always had a thing for Janelle. And then when she cut her hair, I just knew she was gay. Okay. So anyways, this girl, and she, you know, I mean, I'm like a friendly person, you know, she, right. she invites me on this date and in my mind, this is my thinking like, well, I'm not gay. I'm not attracted to her. Cause I'm, I wasn't gay. I was like, but you know, if Chris asked me on a date, I, my thought was like, I thought I was like paying it forward. Like, well, if I go on a date, with this girl, Kali, maybe somehow they'll pay for it. Like me getting to go on a date with Peter Chris. If that makes sense. Like in my twisted not mind. Really. Okay. It doesn't make any sense. <laughs> sure, sure. I went on a date. I did not want to go on. And I've, I've always learned looking back that Adam never goes out right. No. So we had this date and I mean, it was, I was not prepared. For, I mean, she like. She definitely had the wrong idea. She had the wrong idea and. Like she wanted me to stay the night and like, she was pressuring me to like get into bed with her. It was all of it was horrible. And then in the end, she was a total bitch to me. <gasps> oh no. And you know, I, I had to own my partner. I went on a date with her and kind of spoiled yeah. But like, she really thought like, I think we we're going to like have lesbian sex. But, I mean, like if you knew the setup of like what she arranged, she found out all these things that I liked, and, like all my favorite things and bought them and had them at the oh house. Oh my and, like, Set the whole scene. I, mean, I was like, I bet I, you were, I was so regretting it when you I was so, but then the problem was she was a manager. Oh he, no. Like the boss promoted us to be managers. And so when she would be the manager, she'd be super mean to me, like make me do all the hardest tasks and oh, like no. all the dishes. And I remember like, it was just getting so toxic. The pita pit ended up becoming toxic. Oh, so and partly oh, I didn't know and about partly that part. because of this going on a date with this girl and yeah. I, and I remember being like I remember asking oh, a friend of mine who was a lesbian I was like why I'm like why do like stereotypically lesbians have short hair and why and she, she just said I don't really know why she goes I but when my friend this friend of mine who was a lesbian said she goes I can just tell you that as a lesbian. We're always just hoping that those straight girls turn our way. Really? Yeah. And she goes, because we're, we're in love with them all. She's like, so oh. when one, so like when a, when a girl cuts her hair short, we go for it. Because <laughs> we oh. think like, hallelujah. This is totally going not the way I thought this podcast was going to go. <laughs> and I have this feeling that I'm somehow being politically incorrect, like by making stereotypes, which I'm not trying to do. I'm, I'm truly speaking from experience. Right. That's what um, you... I'm not told. saying I'm not saying all lesbians have short hair. I'm not saying anything like that. I'm just telling you. I cut Your my hair. Experience. I got hit on by a girl who's a lesbian. She got mad at me, I think, because I let her on. Yes. And then she started taking it out at me at work. So the one day I, was just, I had enough. So I literally walked out of work. And he wasn't really a boyfriend. I kind of had like kind of a boyfriend, but not really a boyfriend. I went over to his apartment and I just got drunk. <laughs> 
<laughs> and I mean, like, when we we're watching movies and hanging out, and he was like, Are you gonna go back to work? And I said, No, I think I'm like, Did I'm, he work with you? No, he didn't okay. work. I, and I said to him, I'm like, I think I'm going to quit. I got this great idea. And I might have been naked. I mean, I don't remember how, where the nakedness fell into. Because I honestly think what I did is I went to his apartment and took a bath. Like, I think oh, that was like a thing. To take baths. I think I like drank wine and took a bath. Okay. So I came up with a like, glorious idea for how I was going to quit. And again, it might have been influenced by the alcohol. <laughs> Maybe. But I, was, but I was like, I think what I'm going to do is call the pita pit and order a, a single bag of chips delivery and then answer the door completely naked. Take the chips, hand the delivery driver a, a $5 tip. Because back then that would be good. Because yeah, it, be, it's be. a pain in the butt if they're not going to get a tip. Yeah. And then I was going to say, and then, and I was going to say, and then tell the delivery driver to relay the message to Todd that I quit. And so that is a, that an elaborate. That is exactly what I did. Thing. I got out of the tub. And again, I think it's partly because I wasn't. So ding dong. Yeah. So, and I think partly because I was a nude model for the art department, I just had totally come into comfortability with being naked. Like I, I was naked a lot at work. And like I said, like this guy, this, I was making a lot of work. And, you know, and also like, I, I talked about like this guy who was around like, yeah, we, he wasn't my boyfriend. We weren't having sex or anything like that. But I was naked around him. And that was yeah, part of our experience, so- <laughs> you know? <laughs> so I, and that's exactly what I did. I called the pita pit. I ordered a bag of baked Lay's because, you know, the pita pit's kind of a healthy restaurant. So they had baked Lay's. Okay. Okay. Um, I distinctly remember. And they will deliver that. They'll deliver. And that's the thing. It's an absurd thing to have delivered. It is. And that's why I wanted everything about it to to be be absurd. And I distinctly remember the delivery driver's name. And I know him. Did you know him? Yeah, I know. I mean, because I worked with him. Right. And also, he might still be working at the Pita Pit to this day. Do you think? Yes, because I ran into him in a bar and I was, I mean, years later after the fact. And he was still working at the Pita Pit. Like, he might just be, a, I mean, there is, because Iowa City is so cool. They're, yeah. they're creators who are doing what they want. And then they just work for do money. Like, like they're cab drivers or they work delivery. And they do their, right. their art, you know. And that might be his name. And so I'm just going to do a shout out to, I'm going to do, hold on. I'm going to do a shout out to Pat. Hey, Pat, Pat, the delivery driver at the Pita Pit in Iowa City. So I'm trying to think what year this was. This would have been 2005. And I think he honestly might still be there. Because like I said, I later ran into him in a bar like 10 years later, 10 years after the fact. And he was still working at Pita Pit. So very well could he could be be there, which and I I think that's really cool. We do. So we should call and ask. We should call. We should. (laughs) We should. After this call, we should record ourselves calling the Pita Pit and asking for Pat and see if we can have delivery. (laughs) Okay, that's a great idea. We don't have time for that in this podcast. Oh, we'll pick that up later. We'll we'll, we'll tack it on. Yeah, pretty much. I call the Pita Pit. I answer the door, and it's funny. I thought. I answered the the door in my underwear, and then everyone after that said, "Like, no, Janelle, you are naked." Because, um, like, somehow I think like my mind PG'd it. You censored yourself. Censored myself. Like, no. So <laughs> I answered the door completely naked. I took the bag of chips. I handed Thank him a five dollar bill, and I just said, "Tell Todd I quit." And that is my. That's a pretty great story. That's a you pretty know, I mean, great. That's story. a great way that's to quit great your way job. To quit. Yeah, and very, very unique and yes. creative. Yes. <laughs>
Janelle, we've had a lot of fun in this podcast, and I hate to bring us down when we're on such a high, but we have an important message. And as celebrities, we have a moral imperative to use our platform to bring awareness to this truly horrific disease. (laughs) Janelle, feline herpes is no laughing matter. If you knew the days and the nights that I'm up giving cats medicine for this incurable, painful, stigmatized disease, you would realize how important this message is and how important your calls are. Our friends and researchers at FERF the Feline Herpes Relief Fund, are waiting tirelessly at the phone to receive your donation. They're available 24 hours, seven days a week at 515-215-5114. For a reoccurring monthly donation straight from your card of $10 a month, Less than a token for the bus a day. You can help a cat like Reggie reach his full potential and live to hunt another day. And for a recurring donation of $20 a month, less than supersizing your daily trip to Mickey D's, you'll get a special edition cat calendar with some of our special feline friends who have been helped by FURF. For $30 a month, taken directly from your card, Less than a cup of coffee a day, you'll receive a special edition shadow shield in popular feline prints. Thank you to all the dedicated veterinarians who have devoted their life's work to finding a cure. The message was relayed the message, and they knew that you quit. The message was relayed. And, and you never knew. went back in there again? Well, <laughs> I went back in there years later. What about your pitas? What pitas? That's a pita pit. Was there another pita pit in Iowa City? No, but there was this um, competitor called the Oasis that made pitas. Oh, okay. It wasn't as good. Oh. Um, I mean... I have to censor that because yeah. the, the Iowa City are gonna Iowa City people are gonna freak out. Oasis has a following in Iowa City. Okay. And their hummus is legendary and they sell it all over the state of Iowa. Really? So don't let me put down with the Oasis. What I'm saying is you just prefer. I just like the pita. And I get the pita pit is a franchise. The Oasis is independent. Right. It might be franchised now, but like I'm not putting down the Oasis. Right. It's I'm just not just the same. saying I loved the pita pit. And I still love the That's pita pit. That's quite the sacrifice. People who work at the pita pit, they just are a cool bunch of people. Again, that's why, you know, maybe me and Jamara will work out. <laughs> I give you my blessing. Thank you. <laughs> All right. So I think it is time to wrap up this episode. Um, Thank you for having me back, Janelle. Yes. Um, back by popular demand. Oh my god! Can you believe it's we're in season? So humbling. Can you believe we're in season two? I can't. Where does the time go? Where does the time go? Oh my gosh! When you're having fun, it just flies by. Yes. <laughs> um. Yeah. So thank you, listeners, and until next time. <laughs>